I don't care what anybody else tells you. Yes, you do. Thank you. You're welcome. Watching or listening to This Is True Really News with Scott. I don't really. You know that, right? I don't really do that. No, but it's because we make it and you've never... You you'll check a commercial if you've actually had to produce it. I play it back once when it's done to make sure it's right. <laughs> but never again. No. It's old news. I think it's your ADHD. What are we talking yeah, about? That was I have no idea. Yeah. Um, in any case, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please make sure if you like what you're hearing or seeing, uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, follow. This is true, really news, and ask your friends to do the same. We would consider it a, a personal favor. And after you do all that, next time you're at the doctor, you might want to mention some concerns. <laughs> this is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Um, quick, before you start your first story. Oh, the momentum <laughs> was building. It was Dude. not. When, since when have we built momentum? That's true. I can't even spell momentum. I can't even build Legos. <laughs> uh, apropos of uh, episode 272, this is where yeah. the guy, the cops, uh, suspicious activity at some house, cops get in there, guy and his girlfriend, they find, you know, a gun under the couch, a gun in the kitchen. That's right. A, bedroom, yeah. a gun in his truck. Or guns. Here a gun, there a gun, right. everywhere a gun, gun. And finally a gun up his butt. That was my favorite one. Had to be a handgun, right? Couldn't have. Uh, you would hope it wasn't like, you know, a shotgun. Because we've heard of snakes doing things. And yeah. anyway, uh, Chris Combs, no relation. Damn near killed him. Thank you, Chris. Duly noted. Yeah. It would have sure wrecked him. <laughs> Antoine? I couldn't let that go by. Georgetown County, South Carolina. Do you suppose Georgetown University? No, it's in Washington. Never mind. Yeah. Georgetown County, South Carolina Sheriff Deputies. Why am I doing the feeble Southern accent? Especially from there, because it's an interesting. Well, no, the North Carolina accents. Interesting. Yeah. This is well, South. Yeah. So we're not Northern in any way. <laughs> I can live in Minnesota. What am I doing? Georgetown County, South Carolina Sheriff's Deputies responded to a call about a shooting at Crepe Myrtle Court. Crepe? You switch the E and the P around, you get Crepe Myrtle Court, which would be much more entertaining. Well, I love um, the idea of crepes while you're in court, you know. I'm guessing it's the name. Dude. Oh, I'm thinking it was food. Oh, well. So did I at first. <laughs> exactly. First thing I thought of. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I want one with sausage in but it, it's and a, I want one with But it's a court. Well, so, I mean, it's, it's a place where people live. Maybe it's a bed and breakfast court. Crepe Myrtle Court. They found a man lying on the ground with bullet wounds, with another applying pressure to said wound. Mm -hmm. When the deputy asked where the shooter was, the unarmed man, the unharmed man, easy for me to say, 31-year-old uh -huh. Aaron Gruber said, that's me, I'm the shooter. So the police did what the police do. They arrested him. Sure they did. With attempted murder, according to the Sun News. Wow. Witnesses say that Gruber and the victim were arguing about the victim making a, a sexual gesture toward Gruber's wife. The victim punched Gruber in the face. He responded by shooting him twice. I don't know. I'm trying to decide if that's an overreaction or not. He's got a... <laughs> 
maybe a bit. I mean, come on, he got he got punched in the face. The guy made a lewd motion. Yeah, Man, one for each. <laughs> maybe a pellet gun. Maybe with a pellet gun. Nothing, no bigger caliber. No hollow points. That no. Exactly. Uh, group, yeah, but we know most of the guns you're carrying now are those little twenty-five caliber things. What? Did I? Oh crap! I'm bleeding. <laughs> um, where was I now? Oh, he posted his fifty thousand dollars bond and, and it was released. I don't know. You'd think of the Carolinas, they'd have a sense of justice. You'd think they'd have the sense not to bring, not to bring your fists to a gunfight. See, there is that part. There's, you know, punching people. If you're the Punisher in a comic book, you can get away with that. Yeah, but um, reaching out and punching someone who hasn't threatened you, your health or your life, is a dumb yeah. idea. Mm. You know, I think who was I don't know who was it who said uh, an armed society is a polite society. <laughs> And there's a reason. <laughs> choose your battles really wisely. Yeah, we don't do that careful. anymore. We just choose no. battles. Everyone People just open their we look for them. Yeah. Nadia Popovici, a 22-year-old Seattle resident, was at the Kraken Canucks game the other day. I'm sorry. Sitting behind the Canucks bench. Mm-hmm. When she, she noticed an irregularly shaped mole on the back of staffer Brian Hamilton's neck. So she taps out a note on her phone, holds it to the plexiglass, telling Hamilton the mole could be cancerous. Hamilton. Oh, no. Yeah. Hamilton, because he's a man, says he initially brushed off the note, but later had the team doctor check it out and discovered it was malignant melanoma that could have had life-threatening consequences. The Kraken and the Canucks announced the two teams would be giving a Popovici. Ten thousand dollars to go toward her medical school funding is recognition for her good deed. How's that for a story? Nicely done, young lady. It's just lovely. Wow. So hockey fans are for more than just drinking and fighting and spitting. <laughs> yeah, there's someone who actually have educations and use them. Who want the, see that? Doesn't matter what your education. Once you start the drunk, start. Once you start the drinking, yeah, and the fighting, yeah. And the spitting? Yeah. You could have a PhD in being God and it wouldn't matter. But it's the Kraken. <laughs> Is there anything to fight for? It's, well, you're in Vegas. No. So, yeah. Seattle. Seattle yeah, Kraken. But, Vegas Knights. But who are they playing? Oh, they, that's true. They're playing the Canucks. Well, then yeah. I know why you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, she was uh, from Canada. Uh, and uh, she was a Canucks fan for that matter. Oh. I'm sorry if I'd have known that, I'd just talk slower. Jerry McDonald of Chattanooga, Tennessee, was with an acquaintance when he when he did his best impersonation of a hockey fan and passed out from drinking. You know, that's sad because I am a hockey fan and I just don't happen not to drink anymore. It takes too his, much work to pass drink till I pass out. You know, and then the next not day it sucks. It. And then you have to have friends tell you what happened. And honestly, I don't trust my friends that much. No. no. They, well, your friends might send you on a bus to Duluth. That was a threat. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I now? Jerry McDonald, Chattanooga, passed out. His friend, trying to help out, took McDonald's phone to text his boss that he wouldn't be into work that afternoon. When the hell was he drinking? Instead, the friend found alarming texts in which McDonald decided... <laughs> McDonald detailed a plan to kill an unnamed woman and take her money. 
Please kill her, babe. Please, I'm begging you. There's over a million in her dad's safe. I'm saying I won't get caught. McDonald had texted, according to the News Channel 9 TV. That part about not getting caught, of course, was wrong. He did. Um, Absolutely. He's now in the Hamilton County Jail, $75,000 bond. I want to know who he sent the text to. Because they're going to catch it as well. Oh, boy. This from our man in Liverpool, Patrick Reed. Glad! A Spanish man named only Juan Jose D.M. was preparing a pre-prepared meal. Juan Jose de Martinez. <laughs> don't know. Don't care. I'm making it up as I go. When he put the ingredients into a pan, he noticed a dark shape but thought it would be an artichoke. Couldn't D.M. be a doctorate of ministry or something, too? <laughs> D.M. Is, is his last names. Oh. They just gave his initials. Oh, so once the pre-prepared meal so it would was be Don Quixote then, because there's no key. Yeah, there's no cue in there. There's a this is yeah. so funny. I doubt it, but go ahead. Because, you know, Q-U-I key. Um, there is a my favorite Vietnamese restaurant in the Twin Cities is spelled Q-U-E Viet. And line Viet. Q-U-E. Yeah, no. Q-U-E. Okay. And I was pronouncing it Quaviet. And? My daughter, Joanne, who speaks yep. Vietnamese, looks at me and says, Quaviet, this isn't Spanish, idiot. <laughs> Nicely said, young lady. <laughs> well done. Any case, in any case, Mr. Juan Jose sees this. That would be in any case. But... <laughs> He thought it might be an artichoke, and upon, uh, you know, finishing the pre-prepared meal, well, upon finishing the cooking of the pre-prepared meal, he ate a spoonful. spoonful. A spoonful? A spileful. This yeah. whole thing is disgusting, so I'm it's kind of just to get fell down it. here. Yeah, but we're not doing well. But when I ate a spoonful, I noticed something strange, tough and crunchy. I spat it out. At yeah. first, I didn't know what it was. Then I saw... Two eyes looking at me and the whiskers. Were they I still twitching? I got up and went to vomit. No, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't twitching at all. Juan Jose, Juan Jose had almost eaten the head of a rat, which had been severed at the neck and frozen with the food. He reported his unpleasant find to the Consumers Department of the Andalusian Regional Government. <laughs> he also complained to, I think it's Carrefour, the French supermarket chain where the product was purchased. But if I got the head of the rat, who got the rest of the body? <laughs> he asked. I still cannot eat. I can just eat yogurts and drinks. <laughs> Understandable. I... I would be thinking I'd just be drinking liquor for the rest of my life. <laughs> Got to cleanse it. He took the rat's head back to the supermarket and complained. Initially, he says, employees would not believe his story. So he got out the severed head to prove it and put it on the counter. You're trying to say the employees didn't give a rat's oh, patootie? Head, head, whatever. Nope, they didn't, but then they did. This is true, really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.